Yeah, not quite as good. Okay. <coughs> Shall we call it to order? We can. You can. You need a gavel. Just not. Oh, we have Ali yeah. on the screen. Yes, we have Ali joining us virtually. How are you? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm listening in. It feels like a jovial group over there. Hi, Ali. I feel bad that ever since Katie started coming, you guys wanted to be in person, but not with me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, you're welcome to join us anytime. All right. I will reach out. Okay. And find out what's uh, what's going on. Okay. Public comments on items not on the agenda. At this time, uh, this is the time to hear citizens regarding hear from citizens regarding matters that are not on the agenda, except in the very limited situation, state law precludes the Sustainability Commission from taking action on or engaging in discussion concerning items of business that are not on the agenda. However, the Sustainability Commission may refer to matters not on the agenda uh, to the city staff or direct that the subject be agendized for future meetings. Any public comment? Not seeing any. All right, uh, approval of minutes. Do we have a. Sorry, I wasn't here last time, so I can't approve. I was here. You know, you were here. Three are here, here also. Yeah. A motion to approve. Yeah, I'll make a motion to approve the second. Approval. Great, and now we can move on to our external presentation from Market Marine Green Business Program. Great. Hi, everybody. The uh, the formalities were really quick. Um, nice to see everybody. I wish I was there in person. You guys look like you're having a good time. Um, so let me share my screen and get situated here. My name is Mark. Oh, I, I don't have the ability to share screen, it looks like. I'm sorry about that. Um, it's all right. There you go. Awesome. Does that uh, is that working on your end? That's great. Okay, great. So uh, good evening, everybody. I'm Mark Chabria. I work for the county's sustainability team. Um, and I'm here to talk a little bit about the Marin Green Business Program, which is it's one of the 
um, countywide programs that I coordinate for the County of Marin. So I just want to give a little bit of an overview of the program itself first, and then I'll get into um, some just some specifics about the green business community in Sausalito. And um, maybe we can talk about some ideas about how to make it a little more robust. Um, so, uh, the Marine Green Business Program was, it was launched back in 2002 as a part of the larger Bay Area Green Business Program, which started in Alameda County. Um, it was created to recognize and promote small businesses that were going above and beyond compliance with local regulations uh, in order to operate more sustainably. Um, so the program has always been a free resource for businesses, and, and it's really created you know, in the spirit of recognition that a lot of small businesses out there, you know, really care about the environment. Um, and sometimes they don't know where to begin in terms of greening their operations. Um, you know, the program very much targets businesses that are of a size that does not permit them to have, um, you know, to have sustainability staff in-house and, um, so the program kind of acts as a sustainability coordinator for the business, right? Creating a set of environmentally friendly practices and standards for them to follow. Um, and the program is uh, staffed by the County of Marin, receives a, a bit of funding from the Cal EPA. Um, and we've, we've worked with over 400 businesses in the county uh, since 2002. Um, and today we operate as a part of the larger um, statewide California Green Business Network. Um, and working as a statewide network has really a lot of benefits for the program. We, you know, we have access to this huge network of sustainability professionals across the state, and we have uniform standards statewide as well. And so that's super helpful for businesses that have multiple locations in, you know, in different jurisdictions. Um, because they all have access to the same support and they all, um, you know, are are sort of trying to adhere to the same standards, uh, which, you know, is logistically easier. Um, so the network is always expanding into new business sectors as they as they pop up. Um, and the network really leverages its its numbers and its, uh, you know, its power to pursue state funding. Um, and has certified over 4,200 businesses across the state um, to date. So, you know, when I look at this map of California, uh, you'll notice that, you know, I get really excited when I see that program coverage for green business programs is not limited to the very progressive areas like the Bay Area where the program began, right? So I think it's really exciting to see new programs operating in like Central Valley counties and um, Eastern Sierra region um, where the political climate is different than it is here. And, you know, they, they have a lot of the same environmental issues that we do in the more coastal regions, but um, they have unique environmental challenges as well uh, that are different um, from ours here. So just to talk about the certification process a little bit, um, when a business enrolls in the program, the certification process begins really with a phone consultation where our staff, uh, our staff, which is really me, um, begins with a uh, you know, to, to learn more about the business and learn learn about what makes them a good candidate for the program, um, learn more about their operations. 
Um, once we get all of that information, uh, an online checklist is created, um, customized and created for the business. It's based on the business sector, the number of employees, the square footage, uh, whether their facilities are rented or owned, um, and a bunch of other factors, really. Um, and the business will then get to work on, you know, evaluating these standards, figuring out which standards they're already meeting, um, which standards they need to make some adjustments and do a little bit of work in order to comply with. Um, we follow up with a site visit to, you know, to sort of check up on progress and um, verify that environmental best practices are in place. Um, and then we'll we'll always provide a follow-up report with the business. Um, just uh, usually there are additional action items for the business to complete. But once those final items are complete, um, the business will be done with the process and receive their certification, which is valid for a period of four years. Um, so here's just a, a really quick snapshot of what that um, online checklist looks like that the business works through. Um, you can see that it covers several impact areas like energy, solid waste, transportation, um, water conservation. Um, the, the questions on this particular screenshot refer to recycled content in paper products, like both for office and kitchen and bath papers. So that's just an example of a program requirement. Um, so the business will work through this checklist, uh, you know, getting toward completing their certification, and they sort of hang on to this document and can use it as a as a reference or guidance for their um, best operating practices going forward. Um, and then I just put together a larger list of some core program requirements here, just to give you all a better sense of the scope of the program. Um, so. You know, key areas are energy and water efficiency, um, recycling and composting, uh, recycled content paper, which I mentioned, uh, replacing disposable foodware with reusables, uh, using non-toxic cleaning products, um, taking various measures to uh, reduce paper uh, use, like particularly in an office environment. So those are, you know, these are some key actions that um, a business would need to take in order to get certified. Um, and I want to also, you know, summarize some of the program benefits from the perspective of the business, um, you know, that they get from being a part of this program. And I, I think that first and foremost, um, you know, the biggest benefit is that the program provides a sustainability framework, right, for the business to follow. So, um, you know, this program kind of takes the guesswork out of greening one's business operations by providing a, a customized framework um, and also providing some technical assistance like, you know, okay, you're trying to figure out how to switch over some, you know, kind of specific tricky chemical chemical products that you use in your business. Like we'll help businesses find um, non-toxic alternatives to those. Um, it can be, you know, it can be difficult to find the bandwidth to, to do that kind of research on your own. Um, so the third party verification is an important part of this program as well. You know, the county um, sort of acts as a neutral third party to do verification of these best practices. It really gives um, it really gives some backing and some power to the program in a way that, you know, there are certain other sustainability um, labels or certifications that businesses can get that really just involve like, signing a pledge online and paying some money and then you get, you know, you're allowed to use a 
logo on your website or something like that. So there's really, um, you know, the third party verification is huge. So businesses that are certified then can use the uh, the California Green Business Network logo, which you see on the in the bottom corner of the screen um, on their website and, you know, maybe put a sticker in their window and that kind of stuff. Um, they'll get a directory listing for the statewide California Green Business Directory. And they also have access to an online dashboard that gives them some reportable metrics. Um, they can log into their account and see, like, you know, how many gallons of water have been saved as a result of, uh, you know, installing water restricting aerators on all of their sinks in their business or, um, you know, by uh, implementing, you know, the correct uh, recycling and composting system, how many pounds of um, of waste have been diverted from landfill, that kind of thing. Um, and then wherever possible, we like to connect businesses with the incentives and rebates that are available for them. Sometimes those are available from the California Green Business Network. Sometimes they come through, um, you know, investor uh, uh, utility programs. And um, we just, we we stay up to date with all of that and connect businesses where we can. Um, and just to, to make things a little bit more hyper-local to Sausalito, I just wanted to share some of the awesome Sausalito businesses that are currently certified um, through the Green Business Program. This isn't a complete list at all, but um, you can see that the program is a, is a good fit for a wide range of different types of businesses. So we have like Heath is sort of a larger manufacturing facility. The YMCA is a large recreational facility. We have some smaller office-based businesses here um, and a couple of very small um, home-based businesses, which are, you know, uh, common in Marin and we do certify those as well. Um, so the program requirements for all of these are again, different based on the business sector and the business size operating location, um, but it just gives a sense of the range um, of types of businesses that are a good fit for this program. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about um, Heath Ceramics. This is a, a Sausalito business that I just want to call out specifically. Um, they, you know, were really excited about their uh, joining our program. They got certified back in November of 2022, um, joining their San Francisco locations, which have worked with the San Francisco Green Business Program. Um, and working with Heath was um, was fantastic and, and it was unique in a couple of different ways. Um, first, in that, you know, they, they have a very strong commitment to sustainability and they do have an in-house sustainability coordinator. That's, that's, you know, that's atypical for the businesses that we work with, um, but it certainly made working through the process very kind of easy and efficient for them. So that was really a pleasure. Um, and then another thing that was unique about working with them is that they have, you know, they have some unique operations over there. They have uh, some uncommon industrial equipment that that I'm not super familiar with. Um, they have some manufacturing processes that are kind of unique for Marin County. Um, and so we had to really engage with local regulatory agencies like uh, the Bay Area Air Quality Management District and um, County Coupa just to make sure that um, their practices were, in fact, environmentally sound and that they were compliant with all the local and regional 
um, regulations. And, and so, of course, ultimately they were. And, and we're, we're really proud to have this huge brand um, celebrating their certification with the Green Business Program. I think that um, it goes a long way to influence other local businesses to do the same. I, I imagine that, you know, there are a lot of businesses in the local community in Sausalito that kind of look up to Heath. And, and so it's great that they're, um, you know, that they're promoting this. Um, so um, support from local agencies and, and partner organizations, it's, it's really, really important to the countywide success of the Green Business Program because our funding is very limited and our staff bandwidth for this program is very limited. So, um, you know, we love our Sausalito Green Business community and, um, and we'd also love it to grow. We'd love, you know, we'd love to be more engaged. Um, usually when I give these presentations, the audience wants to know what they can do to help too. So I just, I've just outlined some of the things that some of the Marin cities and towns have done to promote green business as a resource for their business communities. Um, these are just examples. And I think there are, you know, there are a lot of different kinds of strategies that could be employed, but, you know, one is to um, promote green business um, within municipal services, like for example, um, making promotional materials available in, in the office that, that businesses go to get their business license or, um, you know, within a, you know, if there are services that are provided through D DPW that have to do with waste management, like that, you know, uh, green business can be promoted um, in parallel with those efforts as well. Um, connections and relationships with local chambers of commerce has been really, really important. You know, we have very strong relationships with uh, the San Rafael Chamber and the Mill Valley Chamber. Um, we do lunch and learns um, at the chambers, which, you know, they're always really well attended and, and draw a great engaged business audience. Um, and we'd love to be more connected with the Sausalito Chamber as well. Um, and, you know, I think if when cities and towns have business facing events that that they're doing in their community, you know, think of us and you're always w welcome to invite us. We're happy to give a little talk or, you know, set up a table um, and educate the community about the program. One of the things that that we do in the agency that I work for at the county in the community development agency is we we give preference to certified green business businesses in our um, you know, shopping for vendors and procurement. So for example, um, when we're having, a, you know, if we're having a big meeting or a party or something like that, we want to be able to call a caterer and we want to be able to tell them that we expect this to be a zero waste event, right? And and we want we want the person on the other end of the phone to to truly understand what that means and to be able to deliver that, right? And so we know that when we use the green business directory to shop for um, you know, to shop for those kinds of vendors, caterers, and stuff that um, that we're gonna we're gonna get what we're what we're looking for. Um, yeah, and I just encourage uh, I encourage people to just invite businesses that you patronize in your in your regular life as well. Um, we had a sustainability group up in Novato create um, just like a little challenge where everybody was trying to get one business um, certified. This was years ago, but it. Um, you know, they were very successful in putting some pressure on businesses where they were a regular. Um, and then another thing is just that some cities and towns have created a local incentive or um, special recognition for certified green businesses in their community. And that could be, um, 
you know, that could be like a newsletter feature or, um, you know, maybe a little website highlight, something like that, that just sort of celebrates um, a uh, newly certified green business. Um, so that's about all I've got. And I'm, you know, I'm certainly welcome to stay on uh, for questions and discussions as long as you'd like. But um, otherwise, everybody's welcome to follow up with me um, just using the contact information here on the screen. Great. Thank you, Mark. That was fantastic. I have one quick question. Have you um, have you connected with the Chamber of Commerce here? And if not, we can certainly facilitate that. Yeah, I mean, we have um, in the past, we've been more engaged with them than we are now. Um, you know, I do, you know, I, I have a list of, of Chamber of Contacts countywide that I you know, that I use to do that kind of like business organization engagement, um, but haven't haven't had any success recently um, really getting engaged with the Sausalito Chamber. So, so yeah, like, uh, you know, and maybe staffing has changed a little bit over there, but, but since the pandemic, um, I haven't been super aware of opportunities to partner with the Sausalito Chamber. So I would love, um, I would love the connection or, you know, to be uh, made aware of, of opportunities that might be. As a matter of fact, I'll be seeing the head of the chamber after this meeting. So I'll bring it up. Awesome. <laughs> good, good timing. Good timing. Uh, Mark, how, how does this program differ or work with the Plastic Free Marine Program? So um, we, you know, we have an expectation that, you know, the, the program requirements are that businesses that, um, you know, businesses that are certified through this program are expected to, you know, meet or exceed um, the, uh, the regulations that are outlined in, outlined in the reusable foodware ordinance. So, so that's, you know, that's very much um, a lot of common ground. Um, but no, I mean, we don't have, you know, we we haven't done parallel promotion or outreach with the Plastic Free Marin program, no. Oh, okay. Um, but, we'd but we'd love to. Okay. Mark, we're over here muttering to ourselves because um, oh, that's it. <laughs> of us have been looking into the big problems that um, Doc Foam is in um, Sausalito and I'm sure all over um, the Bay Area, all over the world, actually. Yep. Um, have, have you guys considered, have you thought about um, alternatives to Doc Foam and certifiable alternatives? So, you know, our that's that's very much, you know, that that's beyond the scope of this program, really. Like, you know, we 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 don't actually certify specific building materials or specific products or any or anything like that. We certify the operations of a business, right? And so, you know, so we have we have recommendations and requirements around you know, alternative like packaging materials and, you know, and, and like 
you know, foodware, food service materials that that businesses certified through our program need to use, but we don't um, we don't we don't certify products. Do you have any marinas though that you've certified? Do we have any what? Marinas. <clears throat> marinas? No, we have we haven't. Mark, I want to thank you very much. This is uh, great. Uh, we spoke a couple of years ago. This is Mark Palmer. And, uh, oh, hey there. I, I'm glad to finally uh, get you here in front of the commission, and hopefully we can uh, get some traction going with, with this program here in, in Sausalito. Um, I, I just wanted to emphasize the third-party verification uh, aspect of this. I think that that's a really powerful tool, and that there's so much greenwashing everywhere. You know, anybody can say they're green, but to have a credible third-party verification uh, is really, really important. And I think that that's one of the things that this program offers that, that we can really latch onto and, and, and make a difference with. So thank you very much for your presentation. Agreed. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Have a, a great evening and uh, look forward to talking more. Great. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Well, this seems like something you should promote a lot more. <laughs> yeah. But really, I'm, I'm confused, Greg. I mean, remember Plastic Free Marin was like, you got you to you know, go to commit, got to go to city council, got to have this certified, got to have this passed. And they have their own certification program, and they have people, they have hmm. resources, and they have small grants for businesses, so I'm kind of like... Well, that, that's plastic, you know, but there's energy and water and, and right. other parts of waste diversion. And, but why do we think we all include it? That's what I understand. Well, maybe they're evolving uh, together. Maybe. It didn't really sound like they were. Right. Um, it sounds like a statewide program mm -hmm. that is plugged mm -hmm. into mm -hmm. counties. Right. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I mean, when I when he put up his checklist, it's pretty basic. Yeah. yeah. Paper, yeah. couple fixtures. Yeah. So my question it's pretty is, pretty basic as far as a lot of people, a lot of businesses don't do that. Right. Exactly. And yeah. it's sort of like the, the start, and and how that conflicts with maybe some of these other programs that are out there. That would, you know, I'd be curious because pretty soon you get logo fatigue. Like, oh, we're part of this, we're part of that, we're part of yeah. this, we're part of that. Um, but curiously, he did say something where they, as a municipality, meaning Marin County, which when they do any type of event, they run it through a checklist. In other words, if you're not part of that program, then you're sort of just, you know, not included. So they're using it as a tool which to ultimately um, benefit people who are in the program. Mm -hmm. So, sure. yeah, the, the past conversations on the outreach subcommittee were okay, 2023 priority, you have to get businesses to be green and then yeah. you get a sticker and all that. So it seems like this would be the way to start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's like first grade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> But it's good that they're checking kindergarten, making sure they have like baseline compliance. Right. Yeah. 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 Do you have a paper plan? Yeah. It's an existing plan that we can tap into. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. And this county does all the education and enforcement. Yeah. Yeah. There's really no downside to it. It sounds like it's a free program. Yeah. yeah that, that was my question. Is, is there any cost? It sounds like it's a grant program in yeah. the state. Yeah. 
don't know so any possibility to do it, except the time to go out and check those. Yeah. And, and the amount, yeah, the staff time associated with getting right. certified. Right. So. I have a question. Is BCRS certified? Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, I don't know. I see how compliant we are. We try to be. So <laughs> we're solar. Uh, let's see what else. We've got a waste of We've got parts in our kitchen and our office and so. Uh, <laughs> so how? So a question that doesn't have to be answered, but it's uh, does the. Outreach committee take this and try to move forward, or I, what's the best? Where is Lauren when we need her? Yeah, yeah, this so really, right. I she would be like, she would be okay, all over this, classic free yeah. Moran, and this, yeah. and this, and this, and then she make connect all those dots. So um, let's make her think about this. But I also do think our space should make a goal, probably at least, of like getting X businesses certified. Yes. And whatever the time period is, so I think we need That'd to. That'd be great. I think we should at least like. Come up with uh, get X businesses certified by X time, or try to see if we can reach one. Or like you said, like that's what other cities are doing. Have, have, like you said, have a goal. Have an outreach subcommittee say, okay, here's our goal. Yeah, and then we can piece it together. Yeah, and, and, and there, there were a couple of that were like we they were missing on the Sausalito list. I was like, wait a minute, what about drivers? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. No, there, there's more. There's, there's more. more there. there's, oh, he was okay. Yeah. But it seems like we also need a, another Heath tour. Katie, who hasn't been. I missed it. You missed it. You missed it. Great tour. Great, great tour. Okay. Yeah. You okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll uh, talk to Neil and get it set up. But this seems like very low hanging fruit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. With you know a, a great activated net network where you get listed on there. I mean, I was curious all their swag. Like you get all kinds mm -hmm. of swag. You get. You know, web, you get this, you get stickers, whatever. Um, and also a plugin, you know, for example, when a city, Sausalito does an, an event or whatever, they can sort of shape shift around, you know, do we have any um, businesses in the community that are, are going to be certified as a priority? You know? And then I'll, I'm seeing Teresa and Angelino, my brother's here for dinner, so I'm going to. Bring it up with her. Head of the chamber. Head of the chamber. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Great. You know where it is, Teresa. Yeah. Head of the chamber. So I will connect that. Okay. Good. Um, we can move on. So we have um, slightly new structure here where we're going to have chair and vice chair updates and staff liaison updates, which is helpful for talking through key items that we're working on and. Yeah. So I'm going to start. <laughs> First, I got like a couple of things to, to um, give you guys updates on. First is just super pleased that we can welcome Michelle Moore to the commission. Yes. Michelle, Michelle had, had, I'm going to let you, she has so much background in sustainability with water especially, so you want to. Oh, I actually said a little bit you did. last meeting okay. when I was here, but I, yeah. I wasn't officially Because you weren't officially on yeah. at that time. But um, yeah, now it's official. Yeah. And uh, so uh, my background is in ecosystem restoration in, in water systems and shorelines, wetlands, beaches. Um, but I've been working a lot in kind of adaptation planning, looking at 
Jerry flood with sea level rise? And what do you do about it so that communities can be safe? Um, and so that's kind of the sustainability angle that uh, I'm bringing to this. And uh, we have, I think I mentioned this last time, but we've got the request for proposals out right now for Space Sausalito for uh, the sea level rise adaptation plan along the coast. So I would propose that I would be um, working with that effort and tracking that effort. And, um, and then also I know there's a water group and she's so, always, by the way, I'm she's a, she's 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 I'm a hydrologist. <laughs> That's my education. Yep. So uh, I want to find out what you guys are doing and see where I can plug in there. Great. And then just general interest. Like, this is great stuff. This strikes, I just finished Resilient Neighborhoods. Uh, this strikes me as like resilient neighborhoods for, uh, for businesses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so just been generally interested in everything this group does. So it would be great to learn. Great. Um, another item I mentioned before, I'm just giving you an update. So we are, as I mentioned, establishing a nonprofit called Sea Futures, S-E-A, not S-E, Sea Futures, which is to establish an ecosystem for innovations in the Marinship and probably elsewhere for blue economy solutions, so climate solutions based on ocean health and water health and all that. And we are going after grants. Um, we are now officially partnered with the city, with um, the county, and with Marin Economic Forum. And it's going to be money contributed by the city and the county. And Marin Economic Forum is going to lead this grant submission with EDA. Uh, so we're working on that right now just to get things started. Um, a lot to do there. It's really a great idea, and we're just moving it forward. So I'm spending my my time on that. Um, and then the other update, and, and I don't know, Katie, you, you want to talk about this or, or I can, but we were introduced to a organization called Climate Tech by Mayor Blaustein and our liaison to the city council. I sat down with them for a good long meeting and came out of it with the opportunity to have a generic RFP for the city to use for infrastructure and sustainability. And so we got a generic RFP that other cities in the state are using from this organization called California Strategies. So we now have that RFP. Um, Katie and Mark and I have reviewed it and are getting it ready for the city to review and then the council to approve it. What's great about this, the headline of this, is that it's a, it's a sort of comprehensive, holistic look at the city, its infrastructure, and what it needs for sustainability as an RFP that goes out for bids and proposals, and then the city can review each of those to see what they want to do and what's priority going forward. So I, I'm, I'm really pleased about this because it's covering, I mean, there's a long list of things. It's covering obviously energy and building automation systems and microgrids and EV charging stations and the city fleet electrification, waste and water, irrigation, um, et cetera. And so, I think it's an opportunity that we haven't had yet before, which is again to have this holistic look with <laughs> with Katie and her expertise leading this in the city saying, yeah, we're going to look at all of our infrastructure, all of our sustainability needs across all the categories, figure out what we can do and should do. And the funding, they also um, apply for and source funding from grants and other sources. So it's not all city money doing all this. 
So I'm really pleased about this. I don't know how long the process will take. We just started it, but uh, it's one of the process that Who's this group, Greg? California, I don't know a lot. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, I, I, went, I did a little research on them. They have two ways. They're out of Sacramento. They have about 10 offices in the state. And okay. they, they, one of their wings, one of their two wings does basically lobbying, lobbying and helping municipalities and other jurisdictions get through the whatever process they're going through to pass new laws or, or whatever. The other one is a, like a political campaign wing where they help candidates get their message out to voters. So they're kind of a lobbying firm in a way, but they've come up with this generic RFP that the number of things that yeah. in California are using, yeah. and they seem like they've got a good track record. I mean, I've read a little bit about them. Uh, and there's nothing it's not like about them, them with this. Yeah, it's just we got a generic RFP for us to use, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So we're not. They're, yeah. they're just making this available to yeah. any municipality that wants to. And customize it for the way they yeah. Yeah. use it. Yeah. It's called California Strategies. Yeah. Yes. Um, Mark, do you have any other updates on uh, Vice Chair? No, that's, I just want to make sure we, we mentioned that one uh, for now. Yeah. I'll do the rest of the interview. Okay. And then. Uh, Okay. Yeah, then we move to staff liaison updates. Um, Ali, I don't know if you want to go first, so you don't have to go through my updates, or you're welcome to stay for my updates as well. <laughs> Uh, well, part of it was I was under, I wanted to listen to the all the committee updates to see where DPW is involved or where they're not involved. Um, but I could give a brief update on a few of the few of the subjects. Um, one was the California strategies. Actually, DPW met with them actually about two months ago. So we gave them some information about which what we would like, um, kind of what you talked about. Um, you know, rain, rain capture was a big one and like gray water, you know, those types of things, how we can incorporate those into city properties. Um, for the EV structures, um, we're still working on that. What happened was really when um, integrative charging got involved and when, and that that option was available, it really kind of threw us into a loop. So we're kind of taking a step back and we're gonna just get a contract with Intertie to just purchase the EV charging, not necessarily for them to manage it. And then for the management part of it, we'll let city council decide whether that which way they want, but at least we're still moving forward with purchasing and getting the infrastructure with DC Electric on site. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Ali. I know it's been a long time, and I, I feel embarrassed every time I come here and tell and, I, and you guys don't see the EV chargers outside. <laughs> so, I was at the last meeting, and I apologize for that. But at the meeting before that, there was all kinds of juicy stuff going on about. Okay, so the EV charger down at Dumpy, except that's um, uh, that's the houseboats, and then the EV charger at the new Sausalito Art Center, and the manager didn't want the EV charger. It's like, what? Come on, girl, you can't do that. Uh, did that all get handled? Do we have EV chargers going in there? The idea is that they're going to go in there. We're, we're getting some resistance from her, um, the manager over there. And then 
How? They're a city property. I'm sorry. It's city property, but I think she, I don't know if she rents it from us or what she does, but she's had some say in what she wants there. Um, I you think know, it'll end up going there. I think we just, we'll just have to use our muscle a little bit. Um, and, you know, Ali, I mean, it may be, I mean, you, you can't be mean. You're a city employee. <laughs> Greg could be mean. Yeah. Mark could be mean. We, we have some people who go and be mean and make this happen. Yeah, I, I was going to say, Ali, if it's helpful, I'm happy to go talk to her and say, you know, you're going to have more visitors if you got some chargers here and give her the, <laughs> the positive side of it, if that helps. Yeah, uh, we may go that way. Uh, right now, it's really just been focusing on City Hall um, EVs. Um, but now that we're restructuring this whole thing, it may be all of them at the same time. So I may reach out to you. Yeah, first to leave. Makes sense. Just let me know. I'm happy to do that. Okay. Okay, hey, Ali. Um, and then. Hey, Ali. I think, go ahead. So, who, so Intertie is going to provide the infrastructure, and who's going to um, ultimately do the software interface or the connection interface well i think that would still be through intertie we're going to purchase the ev stations through them i think it's their program um that will be running it okay. um but integrative charging is the one that will maintain will set the rates it'll actually be theirs um, I think that we're going to lease the stall to them for them to maintain and use. Right. So they have a back-end third-party software kit that they use. Um, so you're buying the infrastructure, which is the underground batteries and the charge heads, and then using their back-end software. My understanding was that it was going to be integrative software was going to be in their units. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then for for water, uh, we have small capture devices. I don't know if we talked about this before, but we're going to get six that the County of Marin ha has a grant for. Um, so we're putting three on Princess and Bridgeway, and then three over by El Portal, um, kind of where the tourists are and where it kind of gets garbagey. Um, the large capture device that was going to be on Liberty ship that's past the vault. There's a large vault over there that um, that has a, a lot of water running through it. Um, it was proposed to go on the VA. Like, so Liberty ship is not a county maintained or a city maintained road. Um, so in putting a capture device there, we would need to get permission from the VA who owns that property. It's been really difficult to get a contact on getting somebody on the phone from the VA. So what we've decided with the with the County Marin and with the design consultant was moving it west in front of, I think it's Joanne Printing. And I've already reached out to the owner. I'm meeting with them next week. Um, I think he's open to it. I think he just wants to understand what it is and what the impacts are on the roadway. Um, but at least that's moving forward probably more quickly now than it was before when the VA. Um, and that's all I had. Yes? What is the rainwater being used for? For for the for the Liberty Ship project, that's a large capture device. So it will just capture 
um, all the garbage that's coming down from, I think it's what, down Spring Street um, and into the, and before it gets to the bay. And then the city will just be responsible for vectoring it out and getting the garbage out, I don't know, once a year or so, be, so it doesn't get too full. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Ali. Thank sure. you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I guess my first order of business is to say that the Sustainability Commission is not going anywhere. Once you guys know, that was a, a discussion among city council. Um, they have, however, maybe I should have talked to you about this beforehand, but I just realized it yesterday. Um, they have, however, decreased our time to meeting from six times a year to quarterly. Um, so right now we're on six times a year, so the next time we would normally meet is in September. Um, so if we move into quarterly, if we keep that September date, then we would be meeting in September, December, March, and June. Um, and that would be the schedule from now on. And it, we do always meet the second week, the second Thursday in the month. So it would be early December. So that potentially would avoid people's travel plans. Um, yeah, I don't know if anybody has any other suggestions on times months that they would prefer to meet. So Katie, this is so that all of your time isn't getting sucked up with these meetings every other month. Yes, yeah, it was in, in response to city council providing direction on decreasing staff time for um, committees, commissions, and other ad hoc. Mm -hmm. Not that I don't love meeting with you all. <laughs> and it's just a, a reminder that the subcommittees yeah. are the key in moving things forward yeah. and then connecting with Katie when it decides to. We can meet six times a week. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Our spare time, right? <laughs> All right. So if nobody has any comments on that, I guess I'll take that. That's, we have a we abused you too much already. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've abused you all. Um, the other update that I have was the level rise RSP, which Michelle basically covered. Um, and two more updates for me. Um, Ali and I were both approached by Howard Bunce from the County of Marin um, Stormwater Pollution Prevention Program and is asking um, if there's anywhere in Sausalito where there would be trash clearing for some sort of public event um, to do along, I think it was specifically along the shoreline, correct me if I'm wrong, Ali. Um, I didn't have, didn't have to be along the shoreline. Oh, okay. All right. Great. We had, we, we, for a while, we had that every Earth Day. There was a cleanup that, what, it was the Women's Club and the city, and is that the kind of thing that he's talking about? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I mean, I would really love to, you know, do something in Marin City. That would be great. Okay. Yeah, Howard from from the county had a, has a program through Mixtop and he's been going to every city once a month or picking a, picking a city once a month and going and doing a cleanup with and bringing his team with them. Um, but he wanted to join with, I don't know if it's a sustainability commission or if it's uh, Sausalito Beautiful 
but try to team up because he hasn't gotten to Sausalito yet, but he's done Novato, he's done Centerfell, but he's trying to get every count, every town or city in Marin in this calendar year. Great. So what, Holly, what does he, what does Howard Bunt need from us? To... Um, maybe your time and energy. Um, if you want to volunteer or if you know someone at Sausalito, beautiful that can uh, okay. get some so just coordination. coordination, sure. It sounds like he's already been in contact with Sausalito Beautiful. Okay, great. Um, he has, but it, they haven't been so receptive. So maybe an extra push or so. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Um, all right, so I can get back to Howard with that. Um, and then my final update is that the, the city was approached by a company called BinIt. Um, yeah. Yes, which I think some people were involved probably on the, the waste subcommittee. Um, Councilmember Kelman felt strongly that I met with them, hear them out. Um, and so I did. Um, and you know, just to give you all a background who's not familiar, Bennett is a startup company that aims to reduce household waste by up to 40%. Um, they're offering, um, sorry, by by putting a waste capture. Um, let me make sure I get this right. Um, so they have the they have a, a device. <laughs> this is my my understanding of it. They have the device, and it, it goes on your trash can in your kitchen or anywhere else in your house and you scan all of your waste before you put it in the trash can. That software is connected to an app that tracks your waste um, and through that app, through um, lesson plans and participation surveys and, and other types of integrative app things, um, they aim to reduce your household waste by 40%. Um, and they've done a trial so far in Austin, and they found that they were able to meet that 40% income households. Obviously, it was more income households, it was less. Um, right now, they're looking for to do a larger um, a larger program, pilot program in Sausalito. Um, everything would be completely free. The only thing that they're asking for is 100 participants. So the city would be involved in, um, in in getting those participants that could look like you know putting a survey out to organizations like South Lake Beautiful or the Women's Club or um, some like the Floating Homes Association or things like that. They're specifically looking for participants in a small geographic area um, because there is some sort of competition um, or. Yeah. Shaming. <laughs> I don't know about shaming. I didn't use those words. But um, a, a collaborative <laughs> approach, maybe. Um, and so I think I think it sounds interesting, but I wanted to bring it to the whole committee. Um, there again, the whole thing would be free. They're only just asking for participants. Um, they did give me some information to share with you all. Um, 
which is their brochure, which I can obviously send out. Um, this isn't. Um, but you scan, like say it plastic or and then it tells you where to where to put it. Is that what it is? I. I imagine there's some sort of, you know, recycling component, but their overall objective is not to just have you sort your waste properly. Their objective is to reduce the amount of waste that you produce. Um, so, you know, that was, you know, part of my initial feedback was like, okay, well, like, I don't know if people need help just sorting their waste. If, if the goal is for people to reduce their waste, then how can we, you know, do that? I and mean, then they specifically said that that app was aimed to to teach um, kind of refusing first and repairing and and then recycling. Is it, this the software that's artificial intelligence driven? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I imagine that's I may be missing something here, but I probably am missing something here. It seems kind of boring to me, and it seems kind of overkill for Sausalito. I mean, we've got a great waste company here that, I mean, gives us so many tools that we need and we already do a lot of recycling. Well, I don't know what the numbers are. Um, the numbers are, but our numbers are good on that. Our numbers are good on compost. Um, so I, I'm just, I'm kind of scratching my head. I'm not sure we would be the best municipality for them. We should go some other municipality, which is not doing as good a job. That's, that's just my take. And, and I understand that, that they it's no money is involved and they just want they just want our ideas and help. Well, that's that's time and money. Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to hear from Greg and Kim. Yeah. Yeah. Well I, I wasn't too sure. I think I was in on an email when this first came up. Yeah, and I, I tried to check on it and I wasn't really sure. I mean it's not like it's it's a competitor to us or anything like that, but it's I think they're trying to like change attitudes on what you throw away but i'm not quite sure they they just identify what you throw away and say hey, you know don't buy this anymore or whatever i'm not that part i wasn't sure and it, and, it and, I, and i couldn't really tell if it was was it from an overseas company or was it and I, yeah i think they're finnish based yeah. but they have people working in the bay area you can imagine it's a startup um and with me here at equator copying um but yeah that that was my Kind of well, regardless issue. of this technology, do, do, do you think Software has the capacity to do a better job than we're doing right now? Well, it depends if you're going to try to stop stop the buying habit, or we have a good we have a good well, recycling program. Yeah, we have a good recycling program, right. but in, in um, you know we get we get rid of quite a bit of stuff. Um, but if it's if it's like a mindset issue, just to you know stop things before they even you know make it into the stores or. Yeah, that's that's what I wasn't really clear on what they were doing. Yeah. Well, it doesn't sound like it's the producer responsibility angle. It's more more just working with individual mm -hmm. customers, consumers about how much they throw away. Yeah, that's that's what I got. Teaching them how yeah. to throw away less. That, that's what I saw. Recycle more. Right. We, we're doing the you know we're doing the recycle part fine. Do you know, have a number for for conversion rate? Do you know what it is? Well, we're, we're mixed in with Marine County for everything. Well, we can get we can get you the what Sausalito does. We can figure out what Sausalito does. Huh? But you know, I mean, Marine County on the whole, I think, is up in the seventies, high seventies. Yeah. 
So he's, I mean, you never, the zero waste is never, you know, attainable, but it's, you know, getting it down to nothing is pretty good. It's, it's, it's the consumption. Yeah. So yeah. off the top of your head, do you think we're in line with, with the rest of the county? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the food waste really, you know, when we started that back in 2012, and then with the commercial kicking on, it's, it's you know, it, it was huge. I mean, the food waste truck in itself weighs, you know, more than the garbage truck right. coming in every day. Um, you know, sometimes he's, he, you know, we're pushing 10 tons of food waste. But still, we're 30% of our waste to landfill. Yeah, it, it, it is, yeah, I would say so, yes. I would say so, yes. But we can get we can get a good whole number for, for you. We, we just tend to, we stopped looking at that a while ago because we, we're just mixed in with it. And, and now the, there's a, I forget what, it, it, what AB, whatever it is, all the agencies that where they're dumping, where if people dump, in, in all over the Bay Area, it reports to that back to that agency where it, it came from or whatever jurisdiction it was generated at. So we don't we we have our numbers, but the numbers are kind of like out of our hand even anymore. So it's a, it's a jurisdiction. It, it's the the landfills and the recycling centers that report back, and they actually report to the state. It's a whole program. Mm -hmm. But we'll be, I'll, I'll, that would be a good thing to have a good thing for the newsletter, yeah. yeah. Okay. And even like the tonnage and what we recycle and what we pick and up. And you can see over time how it changes or? Yeah, yeah, it changed during the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, we changed during the pandemic. That was interesting. It was like, it was like, it was like a 25% swing, we noticed, um, of just disposal. You know, it was like, yeah, 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 yeah we recycling went up, boxes went up, but then there was also more garbage in general. Mm -hmm. I think it would be useful to have something that just helps sort, as uh, I find that I try to follow everything as closely as I can, but I always find myself holding something that's an exception. Yeah. And I have emailed you guys several times in the past, and you very nicely responded, but I, is that, I feel like I want kind of a, if you want more information, here's like an advanced primer on what is recyclable. I find myself in the gray area. And I used to err on the side of putting in the recycling bin, but then that seems like counterproductive, the aspirational recycling. Uh, and so now I err on the side of putting it in the trash. I It would be useful to have a better uh, line for, for me. I can't imagine that. Well, you, you know, I guess there, there's, there's, I can, I, I've struggled with it. There's some websites and you can, you can, you can attach it to your website that says what goes where. And, and then that, but it does seem kind of cumbersome, but then there's like a, and then it just goes into a whole lot of stuff. Okay. And yeah, you can't tag, you know, there's, there's several different groups that actually will, you know, provide us. So I'll look into that some more. Maybe a link on the web page if you have more questions. Yeah, yeah, well, Marin County, Marin County has, has a link that, that's kind of comprehensive, but it's good to have something up front on our website that's yeah. kind of, you know, and, yeah, and you can get people to build it. So I'll, I'll work, I'll work on that. Okay. Have you given you enough feedback on on bint? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it seems like there's it seems like there's an interest in changing consumer habits, which arguably this is what their technology is is aimed to do. Maybe I was not not framing that super correctly, um, but you know it, it would provide me with time and effort to to find those 100 participants and to connect them with other people. So each one of those 100 participants would get one of these devices? Yes. 
Yeah, and they would get it for six months. And they're saying that after six months, that it, they would get that 40% reduction in waste. Whether that's a change in habit or not, I'm not, I'm not sure how that's actually measurable. I think the thing that they're measuring is the waste. Um, I guess maybe you're changing from plastic to glass, maybe they, they could measure that. Um, if, we're, if we're confused, and you've already met with them, <laughs> it's like, hmm, um, I, I think I'd have a hard time explaining this to my HOA president as to why they should adopt this business print. Well, supposedly they do they do everything. They're just asking for the city to put a link and connect to um, other organizations or homeowners or that that sort of thing. Um, so, so I, I wouldn't be interested. Then they could. They so could is this it. something that can go in current? Yeah. And see who you know. They'll they'll know who you know who clicks on the link. Yeah, I think they were interested in, in connecting with like organizations that are already in place. So like Sausalito Beautiful or the Women's oh, okay. or something. Yeah. I had given you the name of the woman who's the head of the waste community of the recycling community of the women's club. Yeah, she's been yeah. over this. Uh, okay, she's okay. been over this. I think we could put some, I mean, if we, you know, if we're going to go for it, or Zosito's going to give it a try, but maybe we could put something in the newsletter, yeah. you know, and say there's, you know, this this opportunity if you want to find out if you can reduce your waste. But and Julie from the Women's Club. Yeah. Julie. Yeah. Yeah. Be, yeah. All over it. Yeah. All she can call 100 people in the week. Yeah. 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 Having funded and being in this particular part of the business, I have a lot of concerns about this. One, if the city gets involved, what does the city get? In other words, do we get any of this reporting? Are we purely facilitating their market discovery? Are they going to upsell these people? So are we actually in calculus to, oh, if we get 100 people, then maybe they'll keep these and we'll subscribe to our app. So in a sense, we're doing free product mm -hmm. discovery and customer acquisition for them. So I think we have to be careful with this because clearly it sounds great, but there might be another objective here, which is economic. So the first thing I say is how do these people make money? Obviously they're out doing this, not only with Sausalito, but others, and this hundred test, whatever users are hoping to get some sort of big data set which ultimately gives them something to raise more money or do something. But the question I have is, do we have access to this information? In other words, these hundred people, if we help them facilitate this, can we use that information? Do we get access to that data in terms of what the behavioral changes are so that we're able to then calibrate around that in terms of does this really work and did we really see an outcome and is this important? So I do think we have to be cautious with this type of um, ask because we don't know ultimately what's motivating the ask. So in, in that sense, would it be better to just tell them here's possibly a beautiful or sorry the women's club number? Do you want to? Yeah, I don't know. To them? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just because I would imagine that you're right. After I'm just the cautious. Is up are they is, do they become a binet customer? Yeah, and then right. ultimately to the city in effect, help that economic benefit, which puts the city in kind of a weird situation because we're sort of referring them. So I want to be careful what we do with this. You know, now, if we work out something with the, this particular organization that 
you know, we have the, the, the transparency in the ultimate results of this particular task. And we can then look at that as sort of a benefit to the management of, of Saucedo ways. You know, if they'll share that with us, I suspect as they'll probably be quickly about it, but maybe not. Um, then great. I mean, then we've got a relationship where we have a mutual benefit. Um, and we can use that as a mitigation against we're just sort of giving them access to our community and the cities sign off on it. Um, so I think we have to be cautious about how the city ultimately makes a referral. Along with asking about who owns the data, we could ask them if the data from Austin is available so we can see more than just their statement that they reduce yeah. by 40%. You know, see if that's how publicly, how public they might want to be. And I would also ask what other municipalities have they contacted? In other words, you know, what, what are they, what is our canvassing and what landscape are they looking at? And, and you guys are getting to this, but it's like reference. So who can we speak to at a municipality you work with as a reference? Yeah, because they're really asking for a lot. Yeah, they are. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like much. Hey, there's your other people, <laughs> but actually, it's it's it's, ask, it's a big ask. So yeah. um, <laughs> I think you just got a lot of feedback. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I invited them here to to hear the. It seems so simple, right? Uh, and they did not want. We've had this happen a couple of times with you know for-profit organizations. Great, make a profit on sustainability, that's great. But what they really want is the city's um, you know, sign off and be able to say, well, the city of Sausalito. Yeah, right. Um, it's like, it has a lot of power you know, to have that level of access. And it has a lot of power in terms of data collection. It also has a lot of power if they're out raising capital. Mm -hmm. To say that, oh, we have a municipality. Um, so, or many municipalities that we're running this program in, that the municipality has agreed to. You know, blah, blah. So, I think we just be careful. You know, okay. Ask the right questions. I always say follow the money. Yeah, maybe okay. I'll follow up with you. Conversations and I get contacted. Startups are notorious for. This particular contractor. Yeah, that behavior. <laughs> this is my first time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that was plenty of feedback. <laughs> yeah. It's cool though. I mean, what they're doing, is, you know, they're definitely coming from a behavior modification point of view. And, you know, it's, it's clever. So. That was all my update. That was it? Okay. Great, um, thank you. All right, on to housekeeping and committee update items. First one is city council liaison update. Our mayor is not here. Um, but as I mentioned, she does swimming. Yeah, yeah she does swimming. <laughs> exactly. She did get us going with this RFP, so that's a good thing, a comprehensive holistic thing. So um, that. All right, next, waste and reuse subcommittee updates. Well, um, we need our fearless leader. Oh, and by the way, she was texting me. She's super sorry she's not here. Okay. And she's going to connect with you guys after and all that stuff. 
Oh, were we going to the fireworks thing? Let me see. Yes. Okay, yes. great. So I think the only thing, I don't know, Nick, do you have a waste thing? Okay, then I'll look just. Um, so I guess what I'm asking the commission is for our next meeting um, to have maybe a formal agenda item that looks at um, uh, fireworks, the impacts on our environment, on critters, on people with PTSD, um, and, and not as much as like, well, let's take fireworks away from people, but more of there are there's these drone fireworks that are out there are just so cool and groovy. Even even the um, New York Times used the word "yep" in uh, an article that they uh, put out on drone fireworks. So I was going to do just a little bit of nosing around, and there's a couple of companies like, okay, so what's the cost in comparison? And you know, uh, we know that what um, uh, Petaluma and Tahoe and a city in Southern California. And so, I mean, a number of cities are starting to do drone fireworks instead of the, the big boom. And I know many people like the big boom, but um, it's not good for a lot of things. So, um, does that make sense to people? We can just have a formal agenda item next time. Makes I'll sense. I'll just have some more information. Makes a lot of sense. Okay. Just having read about it and seen the videos, mm -hmm. it's one of those. Now that we can do it this now way, we, we should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My dog thanks you. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Okay. And anything else on waste and reuse? Mm. Uh, public outreach. Well, we think about it. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm not quite sure where we're at. Again, we need to sit down with Lauren. Yeah, in terms of like our goals, I think we put some items on from today yeah. from that meeting. The only organization I met with recently was the Sausalito Community uh, Voting Center. And they're kind of revitalizing that area and they have a sustainability intern who's interested in potentially presenting to us on some of the work that they're doing. And right. So um, that's the only update I have. Okay. I mean, the only outreach thing I can think is what we were just talking uh, we need to go have another heath tour so i won't oh yeah so that's a great outreach thing and the green business thing lauren was asking about and i said that the three of you would talk through talk what to it. do yeah. yeah okay good we are um, having our sorry our jazz yeah, public week, outreach our week from tomorrow's our jazz oh night. yeah i will say we have on 623 we had a sustainability commission tabling session yeah. at jazz and blues uh, geared towards electrification. Thank you, Mark. How'd that go? I right, we talked to two or three people. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but we were also partners with uh, resilient neighborhoods. And, yeah. We had a nice uh, group of people who stopped by. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun. <laughs> so, with my question, do we want to table again with? Next Friday, or how do we feel? So, what do you guys do? You bring like we do the food. We do the food. Yeah, yeah, the food. yeah that makes you popular. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then we donate that back to Parks and Rec, and then they they run the bar. So it's kind of that's oh. kind of involved over here. So, okay. and um, we bought a bunch of um, grocery bags. Those are used recycled. So we brought some for samples for y'all. Um, we don't know what you need. Yeah. 
So whatever, we'll, we'll yeah. have we'll, we'll have those yeah, out. Yeah, we'll have these out at the at Jazz. Nice. So if anybody, if, you, if there's any, and I know we talked about, you know, maybe the sustainability commission being there, but whatever you see, you, you, yeah. you would like yeah. to see, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We're talking about the next Friday. Yeah, the 21st. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Unless you can use it right Yeah, I'm already going to be there. Thank you. According to my channel. <laughs> I mean, even if you want to give up and bring kitchen pails or even some bags. No, I have so many bags. Oh, did you? I didn't give any away. It's such a Got a lot of stuff. Nobody wanted one. Okay, and then as we we already agreed, equity is integrated into each thing we do, so there's not a separate equity subcommittee. Correct. Just equity reason. Marin County liaison update, that's me. So just one update is there's a new countywide sort of group promoting microgrids and resilience hubs and all that stuff. So they asked me to present the Sausalito Resilience Hub plan to the county group, which I did. So that was good. So both so City Hall, which we'll talk about in the energy, but I'll talk about that in the energy. So that'll come up in the energy, what we're doing with City Hall. Um, and that's it for, I mean, there's so much stuff going on in the county. It's just, it really comes back to what are we doing and how are we connected with them. And so it's all good. Um, okay, next is water. Um, Michelle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Michelle. I mean, really what you're doing with the coastal um, sea level ride, what, what Janelle's doing and this whole program, which I have peripheral information, you know, through some other supporters of Janelle is really fantastic. Um, and then, of course, the, the work that's being done with some of the catchment is great. So, um, and it's 103 degrees in Death Valley. Gosh. So, um, but yeah, we're lucky. 117 in Phoenix. It'd be a lot worse. So I think, I think our, our still our big sort of like, you know, our, our, our dream out there is to figure out how we can get a, uh, uh, an assessment and an analysis of how much native water we have here in Sausalito. And that's a big, heavy lift, and that's going to take a while to figure out. Um, just uh, with Ollie's help, I've been, Ollie, are you still there? Um, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I'm still here. I'm saying all you guys. We've been uh, doing like bits and pieces. So like Abbott has been doing this just wonderful job of, you know, I say, well, Abbott, what about, you know, this this watershed? What's the history of that? And so he'll dig up a whole bunch of newspaper, old newspaper articles and send them to me. And then we're um, just with working with um, Friends of Little Creek, trying to figure out what the outflow, what the source of the outflow of that goes into that little wetland that's just to the west of modern sailing. And I thought it was Willow Creek, and it's not Willow Creek, but Holly thinks it might be a, um, what did you call it, Holly? Like a pipe coming, an outflow pipe? Isn't the, is not is it a culvert under Bridgeway and going down to Maybe. gate Anybody? six area? 
It's, you know, we, um, the Friends of Little Creek, as you know, got the money from EPA, the school district got the money, so they're going to start with the daylighting um, up by the school, and it would just be really cool to be able to figure out where the rest of that um, creek goes. So, um, if anybody wants to, at some point, I'm just going to wander around and look at all the old pictures here in City Hall and just go, hmm, okay, that watershed, where does that go? So um, anyway, just trying to figure those things out. And now that we have Michelle, we, we don't have a map. We have, we we have, have a watershed boundaries, that's very easy. But do you know where they're above ground, where they're below ground, where the outflows? None of that, yeah. In Friends of Willow Creek's presentation mm -hmm. at the last Sustainability Commission, uh -huh. they he showed a map mm -hmm. yes. of all, all Five, I think, of the perennial streams in Sausalito. Um, those, and I mean, that's not the exact watershed boundary, but it seemed like he had done a lot of digging around what you're driving. Yeah, and, and both he and I have been um, have been getting a lot of help from Abbott um, in figuring that out. Problem with that map is we don't know um, are the sources still there. And where's the outflow? And you know, do we have any sense of what it would take to uh, use some of that water for landscaping? Um, Steve Moore, he, he doesn't he doesn't think he thinks that we have um, service rights to the water. He doesn't think that's the water district. But questions like that, like how how could we actually use it for landscaping and for when the big one hits and the the water districts into Sausalito breaks. So it gets, it gets, yeah, yeah. there's information, but it's not quite the information that we need, and that's why it'd be really great if we had a couple million dollars and could throw them at a consultant um, to go figure all that out. Yeah, maybe with the the funding that the school district got from the EPA. That's a start, but it's... Can, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to yeah. go towards that, but with that funding, they can use it for leverage funding to, to do more comprehensive maps in the future. Maybe. They're really focused on Willow Creek, and yeah. that $3 million is only going to go like short amount of the way that they that they need. They, they need to do more fundraising. But thank you. Just, I'm really glad it's on your radar now, and so that's what we're talking about. And then Michelle and David and I are going to come up with some really steady plan. Yeah, we, we, we can meet and go over that. I, I can understand what we already have. I have yeah. And, you know, walking the path of the creek uh, was an obvious one. As much as you can. Yeah. yeah, and seeing where it's above ground, there are a lot of pipes there. <laughs> no, I know my neighborhood water comes from all directions and down the road and then back into a pipe. And, yeah, um, but we can just see what's there and um, see where we might be able to take some flow measurements. Ooh. Yeah, we need um, some basic equipment just to get very rough. Good. Right. Conspiracy begins. Okay. All right. Um, energy is next. Mark, do you want to start off that? I will. <laughs> uh, so, um, first of all, um, before I get to the reach codes, um, I've been invited, and I think 
Instead of focusing on building officials, which the last round really did, and very contentious and operating officials were not on board with the process, uh, they've been inviting uh, development directors uh, and uh, city managers to this. And I, I didn't actually see the name on the list, but I just assumed that since you've met Brian, maybe you've been invited, uh, would be a bad idea to try to get you invited to that. There are three meetings coming up. Uh, month apart, September, October, and we have to be determined, I think. But at any rate, um, the county is trying to develop a, it's not a, not a plan, but they call it a roadmap. They don't make the plan to sit on the shelf, they want to actually put some on They're trying to come up with a, a, a roadmap for developing these uh, requirements around existing mostly end of life uh you know fun burnout replacement of uh, appliances and a lot of incentives to get people to volunteer and teach up and all. so uh, uh beyond that back to the electrification reach, reach codes um we've talked the last couple of meetings about the ninth district circuit court uh, uh, of appeals that held the berkeley's ordinance was, was uh Preempted by federal law, and uh, Berkeley asked the Ninth Circuit Court for a, a, a rehearing of the case in June. And uh, if the judges in the Ninth Circuit vote in favor of rehearing the case, then 11 judges, not just the three that made the original decision, uh, including the Chief Judge and 10 other randomly selected Ninth Court Circuit judges, will rehear the case and issue a new opinion. There have uh, been uh, several uh, amicus briefs uh, filed, one by the federal government, by the administration has filed an amicus brief, the coalition of 10 different states, uh, the National League of Cities, the League of California Cities, the California State Association of Counties, and of course the Sierra Club, among quite a number of others, but those are kind of the higher level organizations that have filed briefs in support of Berkeley's uh, electrification ordinance. Um, what I've just learned recently is that towns such as San Anselmo and one, one other in, in Marin County that have recently passed an ordinance, uh, they're putting enforcement on hold until uh, this case is resolved. So uh, the feedback I've gotten from around the county is that since we're in the process, we should proceed and then have it on the books, be able to be enforced once that lawsuit is hopefully uh, dealt with. So that's kind of uh, the latest advice that's been going around. Uh, it is on the September 9th Future City Council agenda for updating reach codes. So 
I know that Melissa wants to to take it forward, and uh, I, you know, I think she feels she has the support on the council to, to make it work. But you know, there's this lawsuit that's kind of got everybody up in the air about it. I've sent our draft to the city attorney. Yes. Maybe two weeks ago. Yes. And requested his thoughts on it and haven't received a response. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad to hear that you had sent him sent him the draft. That's great. Um, I do look forward to some feedback, hopefully, mm -hmm. soon, uh, since uh, September's uh, not too far away. A couple of things I want to mention on the state level. Uh, Newsom, Newsom and the California legislature, legislature read, reached a deal on building decarbonization funding, and they have uh, $322 million in this next year's budget for equitable building decarbonization program. Uh, funding. Uh, they unfortunately in this zeroed out funding for community resilience centers. So that's kind of a bummer. But they do have this over four million dollars to create healthy and resilient homes through clean energy technology, weatherization, and other upgrades, prioritizing low-income and environmental justice communities. So there's a big equity component to it. And there's there's I don't know if it's out of that four hundred million or in addition to, but there's ten million to assist Californians in it, Californians in accessing incentives and tax credits granted by the Federal Inflation Reduction Act. So the state is putting a lot of emphasis on uh, statewide adoption of heat pumps and space heating for space and water heating. And also involved in that is uh, promoting climate-friendly refrigerants, uh, weatherizing and upgrading low-income multifamily housing, uh, energy benchmarking to track energy use in large buildings, and uh, assist Californians in yeah, accessing tax credits. Uh, I wanted to read a quote from the um, head of the California, Direct California Director of the Building and Decarbonization Coalition. Uh, Low income and working class Californians urgently need access to clean cooling and clean air. This funding will help equip households with zero emission appliances like heat pumps, which build climate resilience, reduce pollution, and improve air quality. Decarbonizing our built environment protects California from the impacts and stresses of climate change, and we need continued major investments to ensure that the state can advance our clean energy future. Then there's another bill that's going through the uh, legislature in, in, in uh, Sacramento, AB 593, being passed out of the Senate Energy Utilities and Communications Committee, expected to go to the full Senate in uh, September. Uh, authored by Senator Matt Haney of San Francisco, uh, directing the state to develop it, uh, the California's first comprehensive plan to reduce emissions from homes and buildings in a way that supports low-income households, builds climate resilience for communities, and grows, grows what they call high-road jobs. Uh, and another quote from the same uh, organization, uh, and I thought some of the statistics here were just, uh, I never actually heard them this way before. In California, homes and buildings are the second largest producer of greenhouse gas emissions, we all know that, following the transportation sector. These emissions contribute to California being home to eight of the 10 most polluted cities in the nation. While the transportation sector has seen a 22% reduction in, in emissions over the last two decades, emissions have increased 51% for commercial buildings and fallen by a mere 3% for residential buildings within the same time frame. Significant emissions reductions in the transportation sector have been driven by intentional policies, incentive programs, and targets. 
Without an overarching plan to address building emissions, the state risks falling behind in achieving the 2045 net zero greenhouse gas emissions target. So there's a lot of stuff going on at the state level that should eventually trickle down to help us and everybody else. Uh, but that's in the microphone. That's good. Thank you. Um, just on the Climate Resilience Center front, um, we, thanks to Katie, we have submitted an application for a grant for that for City Hall with PG&E. So that's basically taking City Hall and making it all electric and adding energy storage as a resilience solution with the existing solar. It's just the grant is just a plan for it. The plan is actually yeah. a plan. Right. First things first. <laughs> yeah. And another one coming up that Alex mentioned, it was, I forget it was with the Strategic Growth Council. Yeah. Um, so the state agency, they have a specific climate, yeah, they call it Climate Resilience Centers, CRC. Um, that's specifically for planning and then implementing, and it seems like it's reoccurring funding. So if you get planning dollars, um, you can later apply for implementation dollars. I think that's for low-income communities, though, isn't it? Say that again? I think it's for low-income communities. I think it's funding for low-income communities to do the planning. There's definitely a focus for the implementation, from what I read. Okay. Um, I think you know the majority of state fund, funds um, from places like the Strategic Growth Council mm -hmm. tend to have you know some sort of scoring criteria for um, low-income communities. Um, One of the features we would say about this being a resilient center is that it serves Northern City in those cases where there's a disadvantaged community yeah. you know requirement. You probably would want to find out how Northern City thinks about yeah. that. Yeah. We get our we could get ourselves into trouble. And in the future, um, for the strategic growth council grant, if we go after it, it would be City Hall and MLK probably. Um, which is the school serving? Yeah. Oh, Sausalito and Marin. You, you mean the the school in Marin City or the school here? The school here. Okay. Yes. What? Well, I'm sorry. Why wouldn't you look at that also? It's the same school district. Why wouldn't you also do it for Marin City School? That would be the like. If ideally we can loop uh -huh. that together, that would be great. great. I have yet to have somebody con put me in contact with anybody to talk to over in city. How about a how about a board president, a school board president? Sure. That would be great. <laughs> we could develop the that co if we could develop a grant, put that in together for the strategic growth yeah. council. I think that would be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. Good, okay, um, transportation, we heard from Ali about the update on the chargers. Um, the other thing on our list, or one of the other things on our list for this year is to promote you know, e-bikes, and we don't, we don't have a plan for that yet, so if anyone has thoughts, feel free. <laughs> Free, free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, free, that's my plan. That's, 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 that's safe bike lanes and safe parking. Yeah, safety. Yeah, there's another one. I know we're not the 
the uh, what's the commission commission that does the bike public safety? The bike and whatever. Bike and Yeah. Feedback. We leave that part up to them if that's yeah. right. Is that right, Ollie? Does that make sense? I think that's the appropriate. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it might make sense for us to reach out to Summerin Bike Coalition. And they're very politically active. They write um, briefs on legislative requirements or recommendations. And they're very well financially supported through their membership base. Um, I'm a member as well. But they have a lot to say about all of the restrictions and requirements adoption but ultimately application of e-bikes and mm. they're, they're very involved with Marin County in terms of how to manage the sort of mayhem that we're seeing right now with e-bikes in terms of mm -hmm. the different classes but also the lack of regulation for who's on them which ones are on how they're you know, behaving and so forth particularly with the younger, younger folks um, so that might be a good thing for us to think about. Okay. And, and, and I'm happy to, to bridge that. Yeah, if there's a discussion that with them yeah. or whatever, bring, please bring me in. Yeah, I will. Okay. Um, I'm pretty active with them. Yeah, so. Your so, bike, you're, you, you do your biking. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I spend a lot of time on bicycles. So, <laughs> um, but you do, you know, I'm very involved with, with okay. that yeah. particular side of, the, side of the business. So I will reach out to them and see. If we can get a, a conversation going before our next meeting, right. um, specific to how they're thinking about the countywide effort, yeah. And, and, yeah, you know, with all the different variables that are involved, um, I know that in the off-road community, there's a lot of piloting going on with the Marin Water District um, on their trails. Of course, there's all kinds of confusion with the GGNR and state and city, not city, but the Marin Open Space. So. There's no easy answers, yeah. but within the context of on-road, bike paths, there's, there's no real structure. Um, so, but they're promoting structure and they're laying in recommendations. So let's get a conversation with them. Great, okay, that's great, yeah, thank you. Um, I guess that moves us on to business items. Future agenda items. Um, so we talked about fireworks. fireworks. I'm just taking the dog out. So okay. <laughs> um, should we put the dog on future agenda? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else for future agenda? Nikki said that um, the intern from the marina. I don't know if you'll be on the night. They'll probably be in two, two, two meetings. Okay. And we're going to have September and December, is that what you said? Okay. All right, good. Okay, so that's it. Our next meeting is September 14th. So I'll see if I can get the NBC to present something or at least get a dialogue with them. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. So I know that they're very active in this space. Um, you know, they're coming out from the 